the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hold on, wait a second. We just heard that weather forecast. The guy said snow. Did he really? He said snow. Is that what you guys were just talking about? Yeah. Snow? Snow, he said. Overnight, this evening. Snow. I want to wash my hair. Snow, snow. That's the, that's the only positive take on snow. <laughs> well, I go right it's, for it. Snow. He said no accumulation. Of course, because it's still like been that's, too warm. Like that's a consolation. No, it's fine. I mean, the first few times you go, look how beautiful. It's so pretty. It's so beautiful. I love it so much. that Everything's white and clean and fresh. And then it turns into brown slush. Yep. And you go, So true. I'm so over this. Yeah. Anyway, happy happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. Welcome to the Friday show. Is it too early for me to tell you, John? Tell me what. Your weekend, your snowy November weekend has begun. Fabulous. Five minutes past the four o'clock hour on a Friday afternoon, at least in this corner of the world, all is right and well. Good to see you, Kath. Happy Friday to you. Thank you so mm-hmm. much, John. Pleasure. I am so annoyed with myself oh. because I still don't have my porch furniture put away. Remember, oh. I was going to do that a couple of days ago when it yeah, was nice yeah, and yeah. sunny. Right. What happened? I, was gonna, I have too much to do right now. I'm mm-hmm. a little overloaded with stuff, and I couldn't get out there. Don't feel and feel bad. Now, yeah, except I'm going to be doing it when it's 30 and snowing. It'll be 40 and snowing, but not that bad. It won't be that bad. Look, I still haven't put my lawnmower away. It's been nice. I know. It's been really right? nice. So I think, oh, i got to get that lawnmower. i got to take the battery out of the lawnmower mm-hmm. and do that. You know, it's just those last-minute things you're running. Not even last minute. No. I just feel like I'm running around. Speaking of nice... I'm saluting Pitt today. Oh, I'm saluting Pitt today as well. You know why? Because I I didn't believe until the end. You didn't I believe? Was, no. Are you kidding me? Did you think for I, sure it was going to happen? Like that they were going to lose? They yes. Were, no, I did not. No, no. That's because you didn't go to Pitt. Well, Those I, of us who went to Pitt, we have seen that tale texted, told yeah, yeah. so many times. Right. It was total relief. It was a relief. Thank goodness. And, and, uh, the three of us, we were like going 45 to 40. We were like, oh, yeah. We're going to read our picks at the end of today's show at yeah. 550. And uh, I'll squeaker. just say it right now. None of us were even close. Not even close. Not it was a super squeaker. A little... Listen, but after that first quarter, you thought, this is the best football team in the country. I mean, they scored 23 unanswered points. They I had thought, five sacks. I felt good about my pick. I was 54. That they're going to score 54 points. Exactly. What happened? I don't know. I don't know. I they was, cratered, man. They surely did. I was making a grilled cheese sandwich, and all of a sudden, everything got topsy turvy. And you two were like off to the races last night, memeing each other. Don't you hate it? Like we're like you're part of a conversation, and people are like memeing, and like you're like, wait, I, hold on, let me catch up. I can't hold on. I can't we respond. Memeing. You were. We weren't memeing. You were sending memes. I memeing. sent a meme because I he said about making dinner, which oh, was right. very funny. The it one was you very said. funny, and that I couldn't very respond because it's shocking. Really, I know yeah. you sent a photo of a cat. Which uh, how do you respond to a photo of a cat? I got nothing funny to say about that. You just like it, John. <laughs> That's so how you get along in this world. I was worried. <laughs> I was worried about my grilled cheese. Okay, 
What the heck? As we always do, Kathy mm-hmm. presents us with the news stories, yep. uh, whether local or international. Uh, Kath, please, as we always do, give us the top four at four. Oh, this is a good one. Mm. It is. For Friday, November 12th, 2021. Number one. You ready, John? Yep. Pittsburgh is looking to establish a new city office dedicated to helping the growing immigrant and refugee population. Hey, great. I think this is good news. City council legislation introduced would create the Office of Immigrant and Refugee Affairs that will help connect immigrants and refugees with resources and benefits offered throughout the city, county, state, federal government, and private organizations. It will also advise other city offices on engaging the immigrant and refugee population. Census figures show, and this was a surprise to me, but I like it. About 9% of the city's roughly 303,000 residents are foreign-born, up from about 7% a decade ago. Really? 9%? That's a lot of people. I had no idea. That's what the trip says. I like it. Number two. Yes. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Get your favorite cozy cardigan ready because tomorrow is WQED's Cardigan Day and the annual celebration of Mr. Rogers and his legacy of goodness on World Kindness Day. Nice. I'm reading from The Incline, and I'm bringing this up because, of course, we're not in the air tomorrow. But I want us to be kind. Uh Uh-huh. Okay? Starts right here, in this neighborhood. You know what else the incline? Our little neighborhood with the three of us. Exactly. (laughs) Three little houses. The neighborhood of here. (laughs) We live in. Uh, The incline reminded me of uh, several years ago when UPMC put all the babies at McGee Women's Hospital, had all the newborn babies in little Mr. Rogers Mm. outfits. (laughs) For World Kindness Day. Very nice. I looked at the pictures today. It's too much. Number three. It's such a great week because I have another weird animal story. Oh, three. You've had three. And there's only five days in a week. Holy moly. This one's about Pingu, an Adelie penguin who was found, John, walking along the beach on the shores of New Zealand, Hmm. which doesn't seem like it would be that big of a deal, right? Except Pingu was more than 1,800 miles away from its home in Antarctica. Talk about getting off course. Can you believe? Nobody really knows. It's just the third time an Adelie penguin has been spotted in the country. The only other time a live one turned up was 28 years ago. Hmm. Anyway, an expert said that he observed the penguin for about four hours, and the poor guy was continuously eating stones. So anyway, he ended up being rescued by workers from the Christchurch Penguin Rehab later that day. And uh, they found that the young penguin was fatigued and reluctant to return to the sea. Yeah, well, you're eating stones. And you've been swimming that long? I mean, you Tests indicated the penguin was underweight and dehydrated. So you know what they gave him? Snickers? Fish smoothies. (laughs) Anyway, several days later, he was released back into the wild. How did they do that? We mean... so they just, just put him back in the uh-huh, ocean. They just put him Best back. They put him back on the shore, and they just kind of let him find his way. They they were actually contemplating putting him in a helicopter and taking him back to Antarctica. Yeah. But they talked to penguin experts, and they said that is not Leave a good alone. idea. Leave right. the penguin alone. Okay. It's a weird story. Adelie penguins, which grow to be just about two feet tall and eleven pounds, primarily live around Antarctica's Ross Sea. Okay. And number four, John, after almost ninety years of serving the Bloomfield community. Donatelli's is looking for the next generation to serve Pittsburgh. No, they no, They will close no. at the end of the year. Oh, you and I were just talking about just this yesterday. Just yesterday, I was there. I was just there yesterday. Donatelli's is closing. Look, I can abide a lot of things. Oh, I can't believe it. Listen, 94 years. I, I love Donatelli's. And that's your top four at four. Wow. All right. I'm, I'm dumbstruck. I, w- I was, dumb. too. <laughs> 
So this is what um, this is what Russell uh, Donatelli, the owner, put on Facebook yesterday. He said, after the passing of my father, Paul Sr., in 2015, and the untimely death of my brother, Paul what? Jr., the following year, it's been up to me to keep the Donatelli name going and operating the business. Unfortunately, there's no fourth generation in our family to continue, so I'm looking for the next person to continue on the Italian recipes and traditions passed on to me and my family, but it has to happen before the end of the year. Someone's going to buy that. Without that person or group, Donatelli's will close in January, and those recipes and traditions will no longer be enjoyed by the Pittsburgh That is the mainstay of that neighborhood. I know. Anyway, he closed out by saying, we want to thank everyone who has supported or worked for the business over the course of their lifetime. Donatelli's Italian Food Center is a special place, and we hope someone will be interested in continuing the tradition that was established for so many Oh, my God. This is what happens to every generation. Like, the places you love, like, it was the O. The O. Gone. Yeah, I know. Now Donatelli's. Oh, you know, like. What about Grocerie Italiano? Same thing. Uh, uh, Although they're still open under yeah, a new owner. Yeah, but it's owner. different. It is different. It's See, different. that's what's going to happen to Donatelli's. It's not the same. I did not know that the brother passed away. I knew that the father passed away. Those three guys were like I know. super tight. I know, and I read an interview, and he said it's just it's hard now. And he, for all those years, it was his dad and he and his brother, now and now alone. it's just him. Holy he smokes. said it's too much for him. Anyway, anyone out there want to buy Donatelli's? Because we want you to. Mm-hmm. I got four packs, four packs of biscotti yesterday. And they were excellent? I've saved them for the weekend. Okay. The Case for Heaven, Lee Strobel, is next. 101.5 WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I can be your number one fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. Turkey and stuffing. Real mashed potatoes. Sliced top round. Aunt Emma's broccoli casserole. Chicken and gravy over buttermilk biscuits. Am I making you hungry yet? Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Springhouse. Do you have a special event coming up in your life? A shower, a wedding, graduation party, company party, anniversary event, or any occasion where you'd love to serve all-natural, farm-fresh foods? Then it's time to give the Springhouse Catering Department a call at 724-228-3339. From your first conversation with Dawn, who will help you create a menu that's unique to you, to the beautiful, bounteous setup and display that my sister Jill and her crew create, you will be delighted. After every catering event, Jill tells our cooks, I wish I could take you with me so you could hear all the wonderful comments guests give us. Give us a call at 724-228-3339 or check out our extensive menu at springhousemarket.com for farm fresh catering from the Springhouse. Do your pets have the same energy they used to? Do they have problems with itching, scratching, a dull coat, or goopy ears? Then your pets need Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. For over 20 years, pet owners have trusted Dynavite to supplement their pet's diet. We started Dynavite and in our first box, we noticed a difference. Dynavite is an all-natural daily supplement made from whole foods that helps support your pet's immune system, digestion, skin, and coat. Within three weeks, he's not scratching and itching, and he's an all-around happier dog. Today's commercial pet foods are processed at high temperatures, which bakes out all the essential goodness. These processed foods can lack the essential vitamins, enzymes, and probiotics 
that contribute to overall good health. Adding a scoop of Dynavite to your pet's food bowl is the answer. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them to live long, healthy, happy lives. I have two cats and two dogs. All four of them are on the Dynavite. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Hello, WordFM listeners. I'm Andrew Pawoski, General Sales Manager at Salem Media here in Pittsburgh. Looking to upgrade your career? Increase your annual earnings? At Salem Media, we sell advertising campaigns to local business owners using our radio stations and Salem Surround assets featuring over 50 social media and digital products. If you have more than two years of successful outside sales experience, proficient computer skills, and a drive to be the best, please go to Salem.cc and look for Pittsburgh under the careers tab. Salem Media Pittsburgh is an equal opportunity employer. It's a hard truth that the consequences of these past 18 months with COVID have caused people, I believe, around the world to consider the fragility of life and question, I think for a lot of people, what happens when we close our eyes for the last time in this world? Is there an afterlife? Is there heaven? In his new book, The Case for Heaven, a journalist investigates evidence for life after death, best-selling and award-winning author Lee Strobel presents his findings for the reality of life after using conversations with scholars and theologians around the world. The Case for Heaven, Lee Strobel joins us now. Lee, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thanks so much. Great to be with you. Yeah, we're so happy that you're along with us. The Ride Home is streaming live on YouTube at The Word Pittsburgh. If you'd like to watch, Lee's on uh, Zoom with us right now. Lee, it's good to see your face. Thank you. Great to see you. Yeah. Okay, Lee. So this uh, this book starts with you telling the story that the idea of dying became very real to you um, over the last yes. couple of years. Uh, talk about tell the story about what happened. Yeah, several years ago, uh, I almost died. Um, my wife my wife found me unconscious on the bedroom floor. Called the paramedics. I woke up in the emergency room and looked into the face of a doctor, and he said, "You're one step away from a coma, two steps away from dying." again. So I lingered over that kind of fuzzy border between life and death for quite a while until the doctors were able to save me. I had kind of an unusual medical condition called hyponatremia, which is a severe drop in my blood sodium level. I lost a kidney as part of it. Really? And, and it was it was quite an experience. But, you know, it was a clarifying experience. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm laying there and I'm saying, okay, I'm a Christian, I believe in what the Bible says, if I die, I'm going to go to heaven. But I'm also kind of a skeptic. I got a background in journalism and law. So I'm thinking, yeah, but does neuroscience back that up? What do scientists and historians and theologians and philosophers really say about this? And that's what kind of launched me on the project that has resulted in this new book, The Case for Heaven. Wonderful. So uh, I'm sorry to say that, Lee, that uh, as I'm reading about you, your brother Ray, he died of COVID. Uh, Talk about that as well. I mean, there you are writing a book about heaven and then your brother passes away. That's right. And uh, he was an atheist, uh, like I Is that right? was for much of my life. I, yeah, I was an atheist for um, until I researched the evidence for the resurrection of Jesus and concluded that uh, Jesus didn't just claim to be the Son of God, he backed it up by returning from the dead. Um, my brother was an atheist. I hope that in those waning moments of his mm-hmm. life, he turned to God, he knew the gospel. Uh, I, I led my father-in-law, who was an atheist, to faith uh, in the last conversation of his life wow. before he died. And I believe he's in heaven. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, my brother had heart surgery. He was 76. He was a partier. He was a drinker, a smoker. And and they put him in a nursing home to recover. And he caught, quote, unquote, the flu. And, uh, of course, COVID was sure. circulating at the time. And, and uh, uh, he died. 
So, Lee, um, this isn't theoretical. And it's not going to yeah, be theoretical right. for any of us, but certainly for you, it's not theoretical right now. So, of course, right. that shed a different light on the writing of this book that I'm um, indicating here on the screen. So tell yeah. us about the book. Um, you've written a ton yeah. of books. Um, <laughs> is this, uh, this is new. Is it also special to you? Very much so, because, uh, you know, as was mentioned, so many people in America, 29% of Americans either know someone who's died of COVID or have a family member die of COVID. And it has opened up people to questions about the afterlife. In fact, my wife, Leslie, and I were at a restaurant a while back, and the waitress, young woman, about 18 years old named Cameron, uh, started to cry. And we said, what's wrong? She said, oh, she said, I'm sorry. I almost didn't come into work today. We just lost a family member to COVID. And I thought, here's a young woman, about 18 years old, probably never thought about death before. She's got her whole life ahead of her. Why should she? But now death has come knocking on her family's door. Now you can see the anxiety and the apprehension and the the concern in her eyes. And she's now become a friend. I've given her a copy of the book and we've been trying to encourage her. But I think that's true of a lot of people. They, they begin to wonder, okay, I've heard of this heaven idea. I know it's in the Bible, but can I trust it? How do I know it's true? Right. Okay. So Lee, the essence of who you are as a journalist is the skill that you have as an investigative reporter. So how right. do you investigate the truth of heaven? I mean, you talked to a lot of different people uh, in the process of the case for heaven. What did yeah. you uncover? I mean, people are going all the time. The basic questions people ask are, will I be in heaven? What about my spouse? And what about my dog? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the dog always comes up. Sure. Um, you know, what really surprised me in my investigation is I was a skeptic about near-death experiences. I thought they were just hallucinations mm -hmm. or the dying gasps of a brain that was about to uh, face its demise. But um, what I learned, there are 200 um, uh, scholarly articles, I'm sorry, 900 scholarly articles published in scientific and medical journals on near-death experiences after over the last 40 years. Really? So this is a well-researched, scientifically studied area. Really? And even the Lancet, the famous medical journal in the UK, said no other alternative explanation explains away these near-death experiences. Um, so... I'll give you a quick example. There's a woman named Maria died of a heart attack in a hospital. Uh, but she said later, I was alive the whole time. I was awake. My spirit separated from my body. I watched the resuscitation efforts. Then my spirit floated outside the hospital. And when I returned to my body and was re finally revived, she said, oh, by the way, there's a man's tennis shoe on the roof of the hospital. It's black. It's left footed. Uh, there's some wear over the little toe and the shoelace is tucked under the heel. And they went up the roof and they found it exactly as she described it. No way. It. That's so cool. Yes. So that's just one. I probably cite, I don't know, 20 or 25 examples where we have corroboration that indeed at the time of death, just as the Bible says, our spirit, our soul separates from our body. In fact, one study into 21 blind people, half of them blind since birth, found that during their near-death experience, they could see for the first time. No kidding. Uh, and when they returned to their body, their eyesight was gone. That's so, medically impossible. And so, Lee, were these believers and non-believers alike? What's, that's a very astute question because people say, wait a minute, the Bible says um, you were appointed once to die and then the judgment. Well, these people are not irrevocably dead. Uh, they're dead, declared dead, not breathing, no brain waves, no breathing. They're clinically dead, but they're not irrevocably dead because they're going to come back. 
And so when the Bible talks about death, it's really referring to what happens when we ain't going to come back, when it's a permanent death. And so this kind of explains away some of the some of the uh, experience that people have that you think, well, how can for instance, one guy, uh, uh, 24% of people go to hell in these near death experiences. And uh, Howard Storm did in his uh, near-death experience. And yet he called out to Jesus and Jesus rescued him. And today, now that he's recovered, he's uh, renounced his atheism and is now a pastor of a I church. Bet. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So talk about the dog then. <laughs> and I, and I resent you know, the, the, I resent the fact question. that no one, no one brought up cats. So I'm bringing wow. it up right now, Lee. I'm the person I'm asking. Wait, no, Lee, through, through all the theology, <laughs> all the learning, this is the number one question. Number one, That's number right. one by, by a long shot, by a long shot. I mean, yeah, people want to know. And I'm skeptical about the cat. Uh, funny (laughs) although my son had a chinchilla when we were growing up which Uh is kind of like a squirrel and i think he's i think he's in heaven don't compare (laughs) your chinchilla to my cat won't that be a surprise (laughs) well here's the thing will there be animals in heaven yes we know from isaiah and revelation there'll be animals in heaven animals have souls they're not as complex is our soul we're made in the image of god um and animals were created before the fall so they were part of god's good creation so there will be animals but will there be pets that is i can't point to a verse uh, and nobody can uh, but a lot of people like johnny erickson tata uh said um i believe it, it would just be like like God yeah. in his love and his grace and his sense of humor to reunite us with the right. pets that we had when we were growing up, who we loved so much. And okay. I kind of side with that. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So then in all of this, Lee, when you're done with, you know, the last manuscript has been checked, the book goes yeah. to the publisher. What do you carry with me? I mean, is it a sense of joy and mm-hmm. relief at the same time? It is. It's, you know what it's like? It's like having a vacation on your calendar. Uh, in other words, you know, if you've ever been in a period of time where you're working really hard and life is difficult and you're short of money and things are tough. And but if you have a if you have a vacation coming up on the yeah. calendar, you go, ah, I think I can get through it to that. Yeah, got this it's, out. heaven is sort of like that, because if huh. you know that heaven is real, you can get through the difficulties of life because it's coming. I'll take yeah, that. That's, that's a really, great thing. I really like that. Heaven is a vacation a on my calendar. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, okay. <laughs> so tell us about you personally. Um, yeah. How I know you're thinking about the vacation on your calendar because that came yeah. to your mind instantly. But personally, first, I, mean, yeah. I mean, you were immersed in this idea for a long yeah. time. Uh, yeah. So talk about how you're different. Well, I'm different because I sat down for a chapter I wrote with Luis Palau, the famous evangelist. Yeah. Um, who knew he was dying. And I wanted to interview a Christian who was about to die because um, about their perception of heaven. So I sat down, there was a friend and a hero of mine. I sat down with him and, and I interviewed him. It's a whole chapter in the book. It's very profound about his reflections um, about what he would say to someone who's about to die and, and how he was looking at heaven. But he said to me, he said, Lee, at the end of your life, when all is said and done, you will never regret being courageous for Christ. Mm. And that has stuck with me um, so much because um, coming from Luis, that's, that's powerful stuff. And do I have time to tell you one last thing, one more thing? Um, The most, most, the the other thing I take away are the words of Charles Spurgeon, the famous um, preacher from the 1800s. He, he said something that gave me a new perspective. 
I'll read it to you real quick. Yeah. He, he said, the very glory of heaven is that we shall see him, that same Christ who once died upon Calvary's cross, that we shall fall down and worship at his feet. Nay, more, that he shall kiss us with the kisses of his mouth and welcome us to dwell with him forever. <laughs> and I thought, wow. have you ever imagined Jesus no. welcome you in heaven with kisses, with hugs? Think of the prodigal son's story, how father embraced his runner. Um, and and I, that just... It just warmed my heart um, when I read that quote. Wow. That's fabulous. That sure is. Lee, thanks. You made my day. Me too. You really thanks. did. Thanks. I appreciate this that. Is great great news. to see you guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. great to see you as well. Lee Strobel, The Case for Heaven, a journalist investigates evidence for life after death. Fabulous. Really good. Lee, we're glad you're God still with you. us. Thank you as Thank well. Thank you. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> know healthcare costs are through the roof, but having insurance to back you up in uncertain times provides a sense of security to us, right? I'm Kathy Emmons, and about a year ago, I lost my sense of security when I lost my health insurance. It was a sudden thing, a COVID-era adjustment they had to make, my husband's employer said, but all of a sudden, after decades of being covered by the same people, I was on my own. But it turns out, not on my own. You know I've advertised for Todd Marley at Marley Financial for years now. I've loved the sound of what they offer to individuals and small businesses, but all at once I had to depend on them for my own health insurance. And wow, have they come through. From Todd, who took the time to explain all the options, to Carrie, who has walked through literally every bit of paperwork I've had, Marley Financial has been there for me. So if you're looking for a group of people who will be there for you, think Marley Financial. Find them online, marleyfg.com or at 724-884-1496. Maybe this is you too. A lot of people do not like their health plan right now and they're worried they're stuck with it. One that costs too much or doesn't meet their needs or for whatever reason, they're just not happy with it. If that is you, some great news. There really is another choice. It's called MediShare and it's such a great option especially if you're self-employed, changing jobs, or part of the gig economy. Here's what you get when you switch to MediShare. First, huge savings. The typical family saves $500 a month. You also get a massive doctor network. You can just use the doctor of your choice or MediShare's free 24-7 telehealth option. And you get to be part of something you can believe in. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills. No wonder MediShare gets double the customer satisfaction ratings compared with typical health insurance. So no, you are not stuck. You've got a great alternative. Call now. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Hello, Word FM listeners. I'm Andrew Pawaski, General Sales Manager at Salem Media here in Pittsburgh. Looking to upgrade your career? Increase your annual earnings? At Salem Media, we sell advertising campaigns to local business owners using our radio stations and Salem Surround assets featuring over 50 social media and digital products. If you have more than two years of successful outside sales experience, proficient computer skills, and a drive to be the best, please go to salem.cc and look for Pittsburgh under the careers tab. Salem Media Pittsburgh is an equal opportunity employer. Your life, your hopes, and whatever you are searching for at 1.15 a.m., it's really none of our business, and it shouldn't be anyone else's. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. 
Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Rather cloudy tonight with rain and snow showers late. Little to no accumulation expected. We'll see a low of 37. Cloudy and breezy tomorrow with a couple of showers, maybe mixed with snow early in the day. We'll see a high of 42. Tomorrow night, mainly cloudy skies, low 31. Sunday will be cloudy and cold with a couple of showers. We'll reach a high Sunday of 39. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. It's time now for this or that. It's our weekly delve into the ridiculousness. Just really simple. It's this thing or that thing. Kath has a list and so do I. I choose to receive, John. All right, here we go. I like receiving lately. Eating a ripe pear. Mmm. Drinking a Slurpee. <laughs> um, I'm going to go ripe pear. Oh. Dick Van Dyke. Dick Groat. That is not fair. What? That's not This or that. How am I supposed... This or that. They're not even related. Dick Van Dyke. All right, Dick Grote. Hometown boy. The kid booster chair. Mm -hmm. The booster shot. (laughs) I mean, I like like the hard plastic of the kid booster chair. (laughs) Living in a commune. Living in a convent. (laughs) Um... Well, oh, this is that commune. How do I pick commune? Really, dirty, stinky. Advil, Advent. <laughs> um, well, I appreciate them both. I'll be honest with you, but I, I wouldn't feel right about myself if I picked the pain reliever. So I'll go Advent. And still, you chose commune. <laughs> being in labor. Yeah. Being the secretary of labor. <laughs> I'll take being the Secretary of Labor. Thank you. Christian metal. Christian rap. <laughs> John. Okay. Uh, I think I'll go rap. Okay. Peace be with you. My peace I give unto you. Um, My peace I give unto you. I give not as the world gives. Thank you, God. Raking leaves? Yeah. Cutting grass. Uh, oh, cutting grass. The rake of the leaves is hard on the back. Mm-hmm. The bending and all that. Pit. Word FM. <laughs> That's. This or that. You're punishing. I went to Pit. Pit. Word FM. All right, Word FM. There we go. Kenny Pickett. Yes. Wilson Pickett. <laughs> Kenny. Kenny gets my vote. A ham. Yeah. <laughs> A yam. <laughs> yam, please. A hanky. Banksy. <laughs> Banksy. That's like a bunch of... I'll take the hanky. Christopher Walken. Yes. Jeff Bridges. Oh, that's a hard choice. That's a super hard choice. It is. How am I... I got to go to the cowbell. I'm going walking. Illegal streaming. Busy bone. <laughs> well, the busy bone's dangerous. Uh, I'm going to legal streaming, John. That's my this or that? <laughs> That's good, John. Thank you. So there have been two uh, nationally televised local teams on uh, yes. for been, the it's nation. Yes, it's been a great week. 
Uh, so we had the Steeler game Monday and we had the pit game last night. And so I'm calling this, John, the too many snacks edition <laughs> of this or that. Okay? Number Good. one. Okay. Kale or microgreens? Oh, oh, boy. I'll do microgreens every which way. Number two. Yep. 20 push-ups or 20 crunches? I got that bad shoulder. I'm doing the crunches. Yeah, that's probably a wise idea. Drink only water, John, mm. or eat only vegetables? Oh, uh, drink only water. Okay. Number four, sugar-free or salt-free? <laughs> sugar-free. Really? That was oh, easy. Yeah. Number five, get out there, John, and bike 10 miles or stay inside and Peloton it for an hour. Oh, no. Get out and do 10 miles. Would you? Oh, yeah. 100%. We think that's, why, why would you choose that? It's just much more enjoyable. Okay. Plus, it's cheaper. Well, it's just more enjoyable. You already have the bike. You're out there. You have to pay, what, $5,000? Someone's yelling at me while I'm riding a bike. That's the last thing I need. Number number six. Eat only organic foods Mm -hmm. or become a vegan. Oh, oh boy. That's a rough one. Yeah, yeah. That organic is so expensive and so... (laughs) I'm a a vegan. (laughs) I'm going to eat a fish head. Uh, I'll do the organic. Seven. Okay. Stair climber yep. or intermittent fasting? Oh, intermittent fasting. Well, that was way too easy. That's easy. I, I like doing that. Number eight. Forgo nightshades or forgo window shades? Do you know what nightshades are? Tomatoes, potatoes, oh, eggplant. Uh, so, like, no more. No more no, potatoes, I, 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 tomatoes. Do you forgo your nightshades or your window shades? Uh, I forgo my window shades. Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell the neighbors. Number nine. Well, they know. Train to run a half marathon, John? You. Or train to swim a half mile? Oh, I'll sink like a stone, and then I'll hobble with broken legs. Either one of them is horrible. This or that, John. I could could probably walk a half marathon. It's not. Okay. I'm doing it. It was was trained to run it, not walk it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm dead either way. I'll swim. Ketosis Hmm. or halitosis? Oh, Stinky breath or or no carbs? Yeah, ketosis. <laughs> wow, I care about you. That's it. That's it. This or that. One hundred one point five W O R D. There are three ways of dealing with the Bible, especially when you come to a passage that you don't quite agree with or understand. The first tactic is to pick and choose what you want to believe. The second is to remain ignorant of what the Bible has to say at all. The third is to dig into the Word and try to understand all of it, whether or not you like what it has to say. Well, if you fall into that last category or would like to, please join us this week on Through the Bible Radio. This evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. 
Just go to bamboohr.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at bamboohr.com slash HR. That's bamboohr.com slash HR. Students, do you want to make an eternal difference in the lives of your friends? Do you want to let the students in your school know just how much God loves them? Your school is full of students who need to hear about Jesus. The really good news? You don't have to do that alone. An outreach club is a great way for you to connect with other student believers in your school who are just like you. Students who want to meet, connect, and share God's love together. Didn't know you could do that, huh? Well, you can. The Equal Access Act passed by Congress provides a legal way for students to pray together, worship together, and share Christ together in their schools. Want to know how? Easy. Visit www.outreachclubs.com or call 724-439-1011 to learn more about starting something at your school. That's outreachclubs.com or at 724-439-1011. Outreachclubs.com, a ministry of Teens for Christ. Hi, this is Joe Belanti with J&D Waterproofing at 1-800-BERRY-DRY. In honor of our 81 years serving the tri-state area, we are offering great savings for all our new and past customers. Call 1-800-BERRY-DRY. That's 1-800-BERRY-DRY to get your savings on basement waterproofing, bowing or cracking walls, and or footer stabilization projects. Or visit us at jdwaterproofing.com. J&D Waterproofing, family owned and operated since 1939. How's your gardening this year? How'd you do? Since we're doing things inside our house yeah. right now, you know, we've been purging. We're having renovations done if yeah. they'll ever start. At this point, I'm starting to think maybe it's not ever going to happen. Anyway, I have I didn't spend as much time outside. Right. However, what I grew went crazy. Really? So it didn't look great, but I got a lot of yield. Okay. So I feel pretty good about it. Good. All right. I mean, but if you came into my yard, I'd be a little embarrassed. Me? And if Doug I, Oster came into my yard, I'd be super embarrassed. I don't think Doug's shaming anybody. Doug Oster is editor of Gardening with Doug at DougOster.com. Doug, uh, shame is not part of gardening, is it? Absolutely not. And in fact, I love that type of garden because I have the same type of garden, Kathy. <laughs> so, okay, well, that's good. Uh, we, that's good. We are kindred spirits. And I, you know, I, when I, I heard you sigh. I heard that sigh, but then sigh. when you came back with uh, everything did good, it just didn't look great. That's okay. Okay. There's, there, there's, there's no shame in, in gardening. We all do it differently, and it sounds like you had a great season. And I, I know what you're up against because uh, I'm doing the same sort of thing. I finally got somebody to work on this old house. Oh, <laughs> and, and, and so they're you can doing only the focus on so many things. And I'm doing a little painting, which is very scary since I don't know what side of a hammer to hold, but mm. I can hold a paintbrush. <laughs> okay, well, let me bring this up to you, Doug. Um, last year, at just about this time, I asked you if all the mums I planted were going to come back again this year. And you said, now listen, do not get your hopes up. I'm going to give you a 5% chance of your of mom's coming back. Well, I want you to know that you were almost exactly numerically correct. 5%. Because out of all the mums I planted, one came back. Huh. So it's almost exactly oh. 5%, but boy was it fabulous. So 5%. does that mean it's going to come back again next year? That definitely. That one that has that has lasted and come back, it that is a perennial now. Oh, yes. it, it's it's so hard what we're asking this plant to do because what they're doing is they're growing this plant and and they are are 
filling it with all those buds and blooms and and it it's it's takes so much energy to get all those blooms yet we want it to also establish its root growth and it's just so hard to do i'm i'm you know the same boat you're in, Kathy. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's about five percent that you stick them in, and you're like you cross your fingers and 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 hope for the best. And anything that that does come back, ah, it's there. It's there for good. And then what's nice too is it's going to start spreading for you too. It's going to start ex- yeah, expanding a little bit. And uh, it's just it's it's so nice to have something like that, and I've got one out there just like yours that that's just finishing its bloom right now, yeah. and we did it on its own, and I didn't have to worry about it, and that's just the the way it goes, you know. It's it, it's it's something I talk a lot about in the fall for people, especially early, trying to get people to get their mums in early, but then if you get them in early, they're done, you, you know. It's it's uh it's it's definitely a difficult thing to get them to do what we want them to do year after year. Doug Oster is with us. Gardeningwithdoug.com is the place to go. Uh, Doug, so what about the idea of, you know, the, putting the garden to bed? What What does the reality look like? Well, it looks like what I was just doing before you called. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling out all those old uh, tomato vines and pepper mm-hmm. plants and impatience and all that sort of stuff. Anything that what we call an annual that goes from first frost to last frost. And now we need to get those plants out of the garden. Hopefully they're going into a compost pile. That's a great way to recycle as you get the direct benefit of that compost pile when it, it turns into the beautiful black gold. But yeah, get all that stuff out of there. Uh, the, the winter is starting so slow that we have time to do this. Usually when I'm doing it this time of the year, I'm, you know, freezing fingers, yeah. uh, pulling all that mushy plant material out. But get all that stuff out. And, you know, if you had any kind of things with tubers or bulbs underneath, like a dahlia or a caladium, elephant ear, tuberous begonia, uh, a canna, stuff like that, you could still dig up those bulbs and save them, and it's pretty easy to do. And being the gar- number one gardening cheapskate, I saved my tubers. That's what I was doing today. I pulled nice, some really. Dahlia tubers out, some caladiums. I love caladiums. Uh, it's a shade-loving foliage plant that has uh, just beautiful leaves, but it just it loves warm weather. And so now it's just like blah. But those uh, bulbs underneath can be saved just by putting them in a little bit of uh, either peat moss or vermiculite in a Rubbermaid container, and they'll put them in a spot down in the basement for the winter and bring them back out in the spring. And the the money you spent this year buying them, you won't have to do next year. And and that, for me, is definitely a bonus. That's fabulous. Wow. I've never done that. That's interesting. Okay. so I think think you'd like it because uh, it's so easy, you know, Uh, especially with something like a dahlia. Uh, underneath is a big tuber, and so it's easy to find. Uh, you know, uh, if you had the type of begonia that had that tuber underneath, that's another easy one to do, also. And cannas, you know, the big cannas with their red flowers mm, and yellow beautiful. flowers, if you could find the, those stores so easily, that's just fun to. You, you get more of them, they, they expand. It's just fun to share them with your friends, you know, pot them up in the spring and say, hey, here's a beautiful plant for you. So I have a tuberous begonia that I grow, I've grown in a pot all summer. Can I just dig that up and, and store that? You know, you might even be able just to pick, just cut the tops off, you know, whatever's left there, 
and take that whole pot and just stick it down in the basement and let it dry out, and that might be enough to do it. it I've got one today that I did this. It was outside. It got really big, and I, the container's too big to, to move. And so I just dug it out, and I'm going to do that, do that, let it dry out for a couple of days on some newspaper, and then I'm going to stick it in a Rubbermaid container with some uh, vermiculite, or you could use peat moss. You know, there's a hundred different ways to do this job, and everyone does it a little bit differently. But it's so much fun to to have the same plant and keep it going over the years. And as I say, they they keep expanding and getting a little bit bigger, and then you can kind of chip off a little bit and give it to a friend. That's cool. Wow. Terrific. Doug Oster's with us, Gardening with Doug. Um, Doug, you know, I have a, a pretty big herb garden. Um, and so I went out and I took all, you know, my basil out and my dill and you got rid of that, all the old scraggly stuff. Um, my parsley still going strong. My sage still going strong. Um, and so how long do you think that that's going to last for me? How long can I go out and snip? The sage is a perennial, so no problem there. Just let it do its thing. You know, we'll get to some super cold weather here mid-December, end of December. That'll probably kill it back to the ground. The parsley, though, is super tough and could go all the way through the winter. If I had parsley out now, I would let it go until you're looking at below 30-degree temperatures, and I would give it a little bit of protection if you could. That could mean something like uh, just a little bit, like like a three-mil thick, clear, drop cloth from the hardware store just you know something to support it make a little greenhouse out there if you're if you're Mm -hmm. interested in in that but oftentimes the the parsley will just winter over on its own and you'll be picking at every thaw and then next year with the parsley what happens is early in the spring you can pick it and then it will start to try and make more parsley by going to seed and in that case, I just let them do yeah. their thing, Fabulous. throw the seed, and hopefully they'll pop up again, and you'll have a recurring parsley uh, garden there within your herb garden. Excellent. Fantastic. Hey, Doug, just a side question. I, I was driving through my neighborhood earlier this week, and I saw a neighbor up the street. Um, uh, he was planting a tree, which really surprised me. I mean, uh, I, it's getting cold here. Is now still okay to plant a tree? Oh, this is perfect, perfect really? tree planting weather. Because what we're wanting here is we're wanting that tree to to get those roots going. It's too cold, and the days are too short for it to try and push out any new growth on top. Yeah. It's not going to want to do that. And so and t- we can plant trees and shrubs and perennials and bulbs and garlic all the way up until the ground freezes, but trees in particular. And this is the time you can go to a nursery, get some deals, and, and find a really cool tree huh. – and, and get it in right now. The the couple things real quick about tree planting. Never plant it too deep. Hmm. When you get that when you get that plant, brush it off down where the bottom is and there's this thing called a root flare. It's where the trunk kind of flares out into the soil. That has to be above grade. And then know how big those plants are gonna get and and, and respect that size because so many times I get people reaching out to me saying uh, I, I'm, I'm, can I cut the top of this tree off? No. Can I cut the side of this tree off? No, it's going to look awful. Know how big it's going to get and give it the space it needs, and then you'll be fine. Uh, and, and like I said, perfect time to plant trees. Oh, okay, so when wow. does the ground freeze You know, specifically? How do you know that? Well, you know, it just depends on the season. Oftentimes it's Christmas okay. into January, the ground will freeze solid. But really? 
it just depends on the on the season. In the last several seasons, maybe five seasons, been we've been able to plant trees through December. Interesting. Wow. So you just got to, you know, everything with gardening is about watching the weather. Interesting. Okay. And, and, and realizing that, like, you know, oftentimes people will go, like, like now they go buy five trees. Like, I can get them half price. I'm going to get them right now. And they get one or two in, and they get three of them sitting in the driveway. Oh. And then you see uh, temperatures for the next week, 30 degrees. Like, i got to get planting. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so, Doug, this is not necessarily a, a gardening question per se, but, you know, we're, we're talking about warmer weather. Is it unusually... Um, odd that the leaves are still on all the trees right now. I'm waiting for the leaves to fall, and it feels like it's super, super late. Well, again, it, it it's kind of disconcerting to tell you the truth, because this seems to be a pattern. You know, I keep waiting for a normal start to winter yeah. to kind of get me back to, you know, I'm an old guy, so winter started in, you know, October, and then yeah. we're over in March. Uh, and so, I think it's unusual to just, you know, as somebody who lives in an oak forest and spends many weeks blowing leaves, yeah. uh, it seems like they're on there a lot longer. Now, I, I looked out yesterday, and yesterday was the start of it, uh, where they really were coming down good. But real quick, on your flower bed, on your vegetable garden, experts are telling us, leave your leaves there. Let them, let them lay there because all these good things will be underneath there. Butterflies will have their eggs down there and caterpillars and all the beneficials will be there. The place we're blowing them off for me is the driveway, which we sure. affectionately call Kilimanjaro. And then, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the patio and the walkway and some of the grass, you can't leave them on the grass. But other than that, they're just staying on there. And from talking to arborists over the years, that's the number one thing we can do to help our trees is just let, let those leaves do their thing. So if, if you can get away with it, leave them where you can. Fabulous. That's Doug Oster, editor of Gardening with Doug at Doug Oster. That's DougOster.com. Doug, we love you. Thanks so much. Terrific to talk to you. Thank you, and I'm glad you guys had a great season. Yeah, yeah you too. That. We'll take a quick break. When we do come back, women and the movies, the movie audience is not showing up. It's a fact that MyPillow doesn't have their box stores or any shopping channels available for their product anymore. And because of that, they are passing their extra savings directly to you. You can get the lowest price in the history of MyPillow for their classic standard MyPillow, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with a promo code. They also have queen size, regularly $79.98, only $24.98 with a promo code. Or king size, regularly $89.98, now only $29.98 with a promo code. MyPillow is not just pillows. They also have over 150 products, everything from sleepwear to my new beds. Promo code also works on mystore.com and frankspeech.com. Go to MyPillow.com, call 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo code WORD to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his standard MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code WORD, or by calling right now, 800 Three nine one zero nine five four for the best deal on my pillow. 
It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement. Offer valid through 123121. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That is windowsruspittsburgh.com. Are you in high school and thinking about your future or know someone who is? Consider nearby Geneva College. Geneva is a Christian college that prepares students for meaningful service and for their life's work. Geneva College believes that God's Word in its entirety is the starting point of all wisdom and knowledge, and their faculty are Christian scholars who are masters in their fields. Geneva has over 140 majors and programs in fields like accounting, nursing, cybersecurity, biology, aviation, engineering, and more, offering varsity city sports, study abroad programs, and lots of club activities. U.S. News & World Report ranks Geneva among the top best value universities in the Northeast. But don't take anyone's word about the quality of a Geneva education. Find out for yourself at a visit day where you can take a tour, sit in on a class, and meet faculty. You can register now for your own personal visit at a time that works for you or attend Geneva's open house on November 19th. Register at geneva.edu slash visit. That's geneva.edu slash visit visit the movie industry has a problem that could outlast the pandemic women over the age of 35 are not returning to the theater were that they were in the theater before the pandemic yes they were by far and away other than young men and action adventure movies women over the age of 35 were the uh, financial backbone of the movie industry Uh, now so as life returns to normal those young audiences, for the most part, have returned. There have been a lot of movies that have been out there, you know, the Fast and the Furious franchise and the thing called Venom, Let There Be Carnage, that kind of stuff. I love Venom. Let There Be Carnage. Let there be- mm-hmm. <laughs> Which topped all theatrical releases and ticket sales in oh, October. That's mm-hmm. kind of depressing. But older, audience, older, older audiences, especially women, are not returning. Um, the relative absence could undermine a box office rebound this holiday season. Big blockbusters are expected. West Side Story, House of Gucci, The Tragedy of Macbeth. Those are mm-hmm. on the pipeline. All, they say, women-centric movies. And Hollywood could be in trouble because of that. So this is women over 35? That's right. All right. So I'm over 35. And you never go to the movies. I never go to ever. the movies, but I went last week with you. Oh, that's right. We did go to the movies together. It was so memorable. He almost forgot forget. it happened. I mean, it's like, it is rare. Wow. I think the only time you go to the movies is because of a work thing. Yeah. Right? Or well, it it's wasn't not really, really a work thing. thing. And, you know, my popcorn wasn't very good that night. It wasn't? How was I don't yours? care. No, listen. Popcorn has to be really, 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 really bad for me to disavow did it. Did you get butter on it? No. Yeah. We always had that battle. Right. You I would and... say yes. My wife always says no. Right. Did and you it, get bu- no. butter in your No, I never get butter on Because it's not really it. butter. It's just oil. Right. I didn't get anyways, they're disappointing. Yeah. Okay, so Christy's under thirty five. Have she you never yeah, have you been back to the movies? Once on a bad date. Oh what'd you see? Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, that's a bad date. I mean it wasn't it why wasn't let, it wasn't that, let there be carnage. Uh, but. Yeah. It, why would someone think that's a good date movie? Right? 
What do you What do you think is a good date movie? Well, like you know, a rom com will be a good date uh, movie. Yeah. Something, something a comedy. Right. Something but fun. But what, what about if it's awkward? It's a first date. What if it's it like wasn't I think, a first date? If, oh, it wasn't. Oh, no. I think movies oh. are bad for a date, a first date anyway. Right? Because didn't you go on a first date with your wife? I went to a movie? double feature with well, my see, wife. So, Panda- but I knew she was a movie person. Oh, okay. That's so we were different. like, blah, 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 blah. we were all super excited about it, you know. But just someone, you, you know, you're just meeting right, or whatnot. Okay. But mm-hmm. Godzilla versus who? King Kong. Oh. Yeah. You didn't see that one, John? No, I did not. That's not too bad. to be snooty or anything. I want to go see Macbeth, though. Me too. I want to see all these. I want to see the remake of West Side Story. It's a Spielberg. Re- Are you kidding me? That's not, I'm I don't super know. excited by that. Okay. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Republicans are looking at surging inflation as a winning issue as the party molds its attack lines against President Biden and down ballot Democrats ahead of the midterms. According to data released by the Labor Department, annual inflation jumped to 6.2% in October reaching the highest level in more than 30 years. Prices rose 0.9% last month alone, marking the third straight month of accelerating inflation. While Democrats are hoping to celebrate the passage of Mr. Biden's bipartisan infrastructure bill and turn the focus to brighter spots in the economy, the GOP is betting that Americans will care most about the day-to-day pinch they feel at the stores or the pump and that they'll blame Mr. Biden's agenda. Bernie Bennett reporting. President Biden's approval rating continues to decline. The Rasmussen Report's daily presidential tracking poll shows... 42% of likely U.S. voters approve of his performance. 57% disapprove. This is SRN News. Rob tried to manage his constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating day after day. After realizing it was irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC, he found another way and finally said yes to adding Linzess. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two years old. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Sponsored by Abbey and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. Okay, ladies, we all know one of the greatest feelings in the world when you get together with a friend and she says, Girl, those pants look amazing on you. But even though I'm happy dancing inside, I just play it cool and say, thanks, they're Skechers Go Walk Wear Pants. And why do I always get compliments on these casual, athletic, stretchy pants? Because whether I'm hanging with friends or working out, nothing beats the fit, comfort, and versatility of Skechers Go Walk Wear. They're made with comfortable GoFlex fabric that has compression and hold, including a double compression waistband. What's that mean? It gives me curves in all the right places and minimizes the spots where I want a little help. And the versatility is incredible. Go Walk Wear pants have four pockets two back and two side plus they're machine washable and come in extended sizes so everyone can look great in these pants easy care easy wear and made to fit every body that's the sketchers go walk wear line of pants 
Find yours at Skechers.com, a Skechers store, and find retailers everywhere. Do your pets have the same energy they used to? Do they have problems with itching, scratching, a dull coat, or goopy ears? Then your pets need Dinovite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. For over 20 years, pet owners have trusted Dinovite to supplement their pet's diet. We started Dinovite, and in our first box, we noticed a difference. Dinovite is an all-natural daily supplement made from whole foods that helps support your pet's immune system, digestion, skin, and coat. Within three weeks, he's not scratching and itching, and he's an all-around happier dog. Today's commercial pet foods are processed at high temperatures, which bakes out all the essential goodness. These processed foods can lack the essential vitamins, enzymes, and probiotics that contribute to overall good health. Adding a scoop of Dynavite to your pet's food bowl is the answer. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them, to live long, healthy, happy lives. I have two cats and two dogs. All four of them are on the Dynavite. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Rather cloudy tonight with rain and snow showers late. Little to no accumulation expected. We'll see a low of 37. Cloudy and breezy tomorrow with a couple of showers. Maybe mixed with snow early in the day. We'll see a high of 42. Tomorrow night, mainly cloudy skies, low 31. Sunday will be cloudy and cold with a couple of showers. We'll reach a high Sunday of 39. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. So, because of the supply chain issues, there's that phrase, Mm -hmm. because of supply chain issues, uh, retailers are saying, oh no, you may not get the Christmas present you were hoping for. Mm. Right? So, I see a piece, uh, an article in today's uh, Times, How to Buy Nothing New This Holiday Gifting Season. And uh, Amicele Griffin is the author. And uh, she says that every year, her and her husband set a holiday challenge for each other. They find a gift at the local thrift store, something delightful that is a reflection of our individual aesthetic or obsession. Mm. The tradition has brought some of my favorite objects into our home. That's like the Regent Square Yard Sales. Kind of in is. a way, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she tells a story that she has this poster, an original poster from the two, the film 2001 A Space Odyssey, which hangs in her bedroom. And she said uh, that uh, there's a foam core backing to it that says it was done, it was framed at the Telegraph Avenue shop in Berkeley, California. She said it's not just a cool poster, it's also for a movie that we saw together in an ultra-large format at the Brooklyn Academy of Music back before we had kids. My husband lived in the San Francisco Bay Area. We met in New York, and now we live in Vermont, where the poster has ended up. It feels like it's just a part of our story. That's sweet. Right. So she suggests now's the time to start to comb. To start thinking about it. Your goodwill Mm -hmm. and go out there and think, what you know, I've got X number of people. Okay, but here's the thing. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. Is it tasteless? To give somebody? To give somebody. No. No, it's not. Okay. It's not tasteless. Okay. Now, you're the one who has told me that my predilection for buying high-quality sheets at yard sales is a mistake. That's sheets. That's sheets. Sheets go through the washing machine. No, 
All uh, the other things that you'd be buying used and, would not go through the washing machine. But if you gave me a gift from a gift, you know, from a thrift store, I would. Are you saying? Are you saying you would offend someone? I was. I'm asking the question. I wouldn't be offended by that. No, no. You know, I love a thrift store, so yeah. I certainly wouldn't be offended. No, I mean, you have I that, would like it better, probably. You get that baseball lamp in your office. Isn't that a great it's lamp? It's super cool, right? And that's like a yeah. one-of-a-kind thing. I keep forgetting to get a lampshade for that. Right. So, no, I, I don't think that's it's weird at all. Some people probably, yes, would be offended as though you were being, you know, cheap or tawdry. Tawdry, there's that word. Mm-hmm. Passing something off, you know, mm-hmm. for a buck fifty or something like that. Yeah. I'm in favor of it. What if what if you set the tone? Because the you know the author, How to Buy Nothing New This Holiday Gift Season, this is the center point of her holiday gift giving, whether it's for their kids, their family so, members. And you announce ahead of time, this is what we're doing. Well, apparently with this family, they know that. This has been, you know, this oh, is what, this is what they doing. always do. Yes. For many, many, many okay. years. So I think, it's not a supply chain issue for them. No. Mm-hmm. It's just, no, no. Here's, but, the pro- here's the problem, though. If if say my family decided to to uh, adopt this idea, I would be fine because I know all the used places. My husband has never been in any of the places that I go to, so he would not he he wouldn't even know where to start. Well, that's not no, that's not an excuse. Okay. No, I don't think it is. You can tell him that, John. I mean, really, I mean, how hard is it to figure it out? I'm just saying uh, no, I, that is a normal part of my life, and it's wait, an abnormal wait, part of his. Wait, I know where the Macy's is. I don't know where Thriftique is. Exactly. Wait, that's the problem? Yeah. <laughs> In this day and age, he, that doesn't mean He doesn't even anything. know what Thriftique is. Well, I've been Though there. he's heard the story, so I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> well, there's something going on there in aisle three. Uh, All right. So speaking of something going on. What's that? I'm glad you brought that up. Uh-oh. It's a Friday. Mm. And I was in a store yesterday getting some things for the family. Yeah. In the thrift store? No. And I came upon this, and I realized that in all of our conversations previously about snacks Mm -hmm. for the pit game last night, Mm -hmm. snacks for the Steeler game on Monday night, and Halloween, which was nearly two weeks ago, we never, a single time, this candy never came up. You got a candy? I have it in my possession. I like this so much when you do this. (laughs) I do. I really like when you bring food into the studio. It makes my day. Thank you. I mean, this never came up. Really? Before. It's a mystery food I can't that. figure it out. Are they marshmallows? Well. Coconut marshmallows. Oh, mallow cups. Let me have one of those babies guys, right now. Listen, listen. The Ride Home is streaming live on YouTube, the word Pittsburgh. I am holding up this bag. Look at this. Yep. Aren't you happy? We, why, we never discussed this no, candy. No. They are really, they've sort of fallen from favor. Okay, so let me Boy tell you. Boy I'm going to open it up. Now, that's a weird bag because that's not an official mallow it's not. An, it's not. It's not. But it's from, look, it's from the, right, now you don't like the bag? No, no, no. Okay. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Boy, I know the mallow cup story. This is story. a tough crowd. I just know Anyways, mallow cups. You're right. Okay. Christy, let me say, because Christy's new here. She's only been here, what, four months or something? Almost six. Gee. All right. Hey. <laughs> All time flies. <laughs> Whatever. Almost six. Whatever. Anyway, when I started in this job, Christy, uh, John brought up the Mallow Cup as being one of his favorite candies. And I said, that is such a low-rent candy. It's not. Okay. I said that when I was trick-or-treating, yep. this is the candy I would always try to pass off to somebody else. I thought it was so lame. Yep. But the, stop it. But then, 
he made me taste one. Yeah. And I realized that they're magical. They they're are. not bad. They're really, they're really, no, they're really, really good. good. I'm going to bring you one, but I can't throw it through oh, the glass. Thanks. I like a mellow. Thank yeah. you for this. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the, here's the story once again. When I was a kid, yeah. had a paper route, mm-hmm. treat myself to a mallow cup. And then they used to have the coins. They were on a paper. They were just a cardboard backing. Okay. And they would be like five cents, 10 cents. Sometimes they'd be a quarter. If you saved 500 of the paper coins, put them on a piece of paper. I mean, 500, you know, in value, put them on a piece of paper, several pieces of paper, mail them to the Mallow Cup Candy Company Mm -hmm. in Boyer, PA. PA. They would send you a box of your own Mallow Cups. Are you kidding me? As a kid, I thought this was like a miracle. Someone's going to mail me candy through the mail. It's like digging up gold in your backyard. I I did this multiple times. So I have a deep emotional connection with a Mallow Cup here. The smell of the Mallow Cup. That's pretty good. It's super delicious. Mm. I'm it's marshmallow. Mm-hmm. Marshmallow. But it's not just it's marshmallow. It's coconut marshmallow. Mm. That's really good, Kat. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that. Mm-hmm. Really nice. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Hit the thing. Okay. Oh. Mm. What's next? Coming up next. The Babylon Bee Guide to Wokeness. Oh. How to take your wokeness to the next level by canceling friends, breaking windows, and burning it all to the ground. Oh, my gosh. Joe Barry's next. Babylon Bee here on Word FM. That is so good. Hard to believe, but Thanksgiving is less than two weeks away. And if you've been wondering, Mm. how am I going to do this? One word. Marsha. Marsha, people who are absolutely terrified of what's coming could put their faith in you. Is this true? Yes, it's yes. true. Me and not me alone. Me and my team. <laughs> yes. And we would love to help you with your Thanksgiving. And we are doing the works. We're doing turkeys and hams, our own hickory smoked hams. The turkeys are a fresh local turkey from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and really nice family. And then we're doing vegetable casseroles, mashed potatoes, turkey gravy. I think last year we had something like 160 quarts of turkey gravy going out the door. That is tur- that is pot upon a pot upon pot of turkey <laughs> <gravy>. <laughs> homemade stuffing we've been cubing bread since the middle of october freezing it being ready to make oodles and oodles of stuffing um, sweet potato pie all kinds of yummy things and then of course homemade desserts coconut cream pie apple pie caramel apple pie caramel walnut pie our famous cookies that everybody just loves and um, we just started making eggnog this past week so our eggnog is out of this world our chocolate milk's really good we'll have our coffee milk and we may even have a new couple thanksgiving flavors too so it's really easy this year you can just go online to our website and there's a, a long bar that says order your thanksgiving goodies here and it explains everything. We are cooking some turkeys for people, and it you know it costs a little bit extra, and it comes with all your goodies, so you're ready to go. So you don't have to be terrified, like Kathy said. And so there are all the options there, and people have really liked it. They've really liked having the time to just sit and digest it and put their credit card on and know that it's all paid for. Then when they get here, they can just pick it up, pick up a couple extra little things they need, and out the door they go, ready to enjoy their family. Now there's a reason to give thanks. Marsha from the Spring House. You want to make your Thanksgiving <laughs> easy it. and delicious. And how about those like special maybe Thanksgiving milks? Um, I mean, the whole list. Stop it. Turkey, pies, mm. uh, sides. Marsha, what's the website? Springhousemarket.com. Springhousemarket.com. Go there today. You don't have to be crazy. You can just pass that on to Marsha. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> Happy Marsh. Thanksgiving, Marsha. Love Thanksgiving. you. Fabulous. Love you too. Bye. 
101.5 WORD. Okay, everybody in the car. Where are we going, Daddy? On an adventure. Yay! Adventures in Odyssey. It's not just a kid's show. It's a show the whole family can enjoy. Listen on this station. Adventures in Odyssey, tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. What if I told you you could save a baby's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or give online, preborn.org slash radio. We want everybody to have a level of comfort knowing that they're in a safe environment, that they're in a caring environment, and that their health and well-being is our top priority. At Stock Family Dentistry, exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. We are constantly screening both ourselves and patients. I want my patients to know that we are there for them. When they are ready, we are here. You're going to be safe. You're going to be well cared for. On Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. I don't know about you, but how many times do you read the headlines or read a story or see something on the news and your your eyes roll so hard that they're like ready to pop out of your head? What what a strange world we are living in today. It's just unfathomable. Thank goodness there is some backlash and backlash with humor. Joel Berry is with us. Joel's the managing editor of the Babylon Bee. If you know it, you're shaking your head and giving a thumbs up. If you don't, well, it's about time you do. Joel, welcome to the show. How you doing? <laughs> doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, our pleasure. Sure, Joel. So for people who don't know what the Babylon Bee is um, and maybe don't understand what the word satire means, oh. uh, how about you give us a working <laughs> definition? Yeah, so the, the Babylon Bee is... Uh, it is a satirical news website, and, and what we do is we publish kind of dry AP-style news uh, that is fake. None of our stories are real, just just to be clear. Um, and uh, we, it, it's cultural commentary. We are we're commenting on on what's going on in the news, what's going on in the culture, you know, kind of skewering uh, silly things, idolatry, bad ideas, and, and doing it in, the, in a humorous way, um, which hopefully is disarming. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully, right? And so we, you live in such an age, though, that the, in some ways, Joel, the, the comedy's kind of writing itself. Not to try minimize your work, but it just seems crazy <laughs> upside down. Yeah, no, it's very true. It's <laughs> The satire does kind of write itself, but it, it, at the same time can be a challenge because, you know, satire in some sense is a, an exaggeration of reality. And reality has just become so crazy, so absurd that it's, it's really hard to exaggerate it beyond what it already is sometimes. Right. So, yeah, that's a good point. 
So it's the I, Daily Talent. Yeah. So I had a, a I didn't really know what satire was um, until I was in college. I know that seems kind of dumb. You think, well, you should grow up having, but it's one of those things that it's like a word that is exists in you know literature, and you don't really know what mm-hmm. it is until I went to college and I had a, a class in satire. Yeah. And the professor of the class, Christopher Ross, um, he impressed upon us the absolute cultural necessity of satire. Mm. He said, and if you don't like it, you should still champion its existence. So, mm. so you, so us liking satire or not liking satire today is what seems to be a, um, it seems to be a badge of honor, right? It's, <laughs> it's like how we express our self-righteousness. But the way my professor mm. taught it to me is that we should all encourage satire in society, whether we like it or don't like it. Yeah, well, you know, satire is is very powerful, and uh, it is our our goal at the Babylon Bee is to speak truth through satire, and and a lot of times a, a funny joke or a headline has a, a way of cutting through the noise and uh, you know just the the craziness, the partisanship out there a lot more effectively than you know say a book or a, a twelve page think piece. So, you know, one of our favorite writers, G.K. Chesterton, he has a famous quote. He says that. Humor can get in under the door while, uh, or I'm sorry, yeah, humor can get in under the door while seriousness is still fumbling at the handle. Huh. And so we, we, uh, we, we understand the effectiveness of it and, and uh, try to um, use it as effectively as we can. So, Joel, I would imagine that people, you know, read um, the Babylon Bee, whether it's on Twitter or, you know, you guys are in so many different outlets, and thank goodness you are. And they think, well, I could do that. That seems like a pretty easy gig. But uh, the fact of the matter is that, you know, comedy is hard. So can you describe what it's like for you and, you know, other people? You know, is there such a thing as the writer's room still where you guys are sitting around throwing ideas around? How's that work? Yeah, yeah, it, it is. I mean, it, it's a lot of fun. We do laugh a lot, but it is a grind. I mean, I, I always say that uh, in order to write a good joke, you have to write a lot of bad jokes. So we have a, a writer's room. It's, it's myself and our editor-in-chief, Kyle Mann, and uh, about six or seven uh, part-time writers. We kind of share a, an online uh, you know, chat group, and, and we'll just pitch all day. So for every one headline that ends up getting published, you might there might be forty or fifty headlines that end up in the trash, and so so it is it's it's a it is a it's fun it's an art but it's also a craft and yes. and a discipline. So uh, there are days when you just don't feel very funny or you can't think of anything and you you still got to get the jokes out you know so yeah. um, it. It, but but all that aside, it's it is a lot of fun. We laugh every day. Yeah, okay, cause this is a serious question. Now you know, Kath and I, we do the show every day. We've been doing the show for a long time, and you know, the past couple of years have just been brutal. And you carry this around, and you could understand this because you know you're carrying what you do around. I mean, some ways, yeah. you know, do you feel like I don't want to get too personal here, but your mental yeah. health suffers because you think <laughs> everything's so crazy, and, and everybody's so mean and right. so mad, and especially for you guys, you're supposed to be funny guys it's sort of like uh, a, a sick twisted thing that you're trying to turn into something light and easy it, it's true but i'll tell you working for the bee has has actually been very very healing for me I, i've, I've really? been someone who's always been into politics and, and have always kind of carried the weight of of what's going on the state of our culture very seriously and and kind of changing your mindset to where you're looking around at what's going on and you're trying to find the funny in it uh, there's something just very, very nice about that. Yeah. Um, 
and and I think it's it's kind of it's it's been a weight off of my shoulders just really? that mindset change and I, I hope it has that effect on readers as well and we we get a lot of feedback from readers saying that you know they they do a lot of hand wringing and worrying about the state of our world but you know, re- reading a couple headlines at the B can really be a, a release to them. Fabulous. I mean, it's healing. To hear you say that's really interesting. Okay, so what about somebody like, you know, um, you know, Dave Chappelle, right? I'm, I mean, I, I, I'll watch a David Chappelle thing. I mean, it's not certainly family viewing, but, I mean, that to right. me is sort of like the exclamation point in the wokeness culture right now where, you know, the left is eating itself, and I appreciate Dave Chappelle's pushback. Oh yeah, you know we're we're very encouraged by people like Dave Chappelle. You know, another great example is Bill Maher, who oh, yeah. you know these guys are traditionally you know on the left. We don't agree with yep. a lot of their worldview, what they believe, but they they are seeing what's going on and and they're having the courage to to speak uh, the truth in a time when it's very hard to speak yeah. the truth. And and I, I'm encouraged. I think that you know I'm hoping that this leads to more people having the courage to stand up as well. Right. And and would that any of us would realize what my professor taught me all those years ago, which is the fact that even if you don't like it, it's a necessary part mm. of a free society. This is how we make we make ourselves better. Is yeah. we have to have yeah. the comics, we have to have the clown, as mm-hmm. in Shakespeare, the court jester. Right, you mm-hmm. have to have that for us to be able to see things right. clearly. It's just the way it is. Well, that's right. We're we're kind of like the canary in the coal mine, or the like you said, the court jester. We're we're the, you know, at the Babylon Bee, we kind of think of, of ourselves as the, the childish kid in the corner that, that is reminding everybody the emperor has no clothes. You know, we're the, right. we're the people who, who haven't learned that it's not good manners to, to say certain things when we're just going to say it, you know. And, um, it, you know, you talk to people who lived through, you know, say the Soviet Union, and, and they'll say that the, the last thing to die uh, is, is comedy, and you know, jokes, and when right? that is gone. Yeah, when the jokes are gone, you know you're in trouble. So that's something that we really have to fight for. Even you know if we don't agree with the jokes, it's it's important to fight for it. Joel Berry is with us, the Babylon Bee's managing editor and deadly warrior monk with a shadowy past. That's what I read today. Um, I'd like to delve more deeply into that. Um, Got a new book out. The book is called The Babylon Bee Guide to Wokeness, How to Take Your Wokeness to the Next Level by Canceling Friends, Breaking Windows, and Burning It All to the Ground. And it's one of these books. It's super funny, filled with all kind of like very interesting, clever stuff. You're going to laugh out loud more than and, several. And a lot of it's could make you mad yeah, but no, you know I, what be an adult and deal with it yeah That's... okay so joe what about this idea of wokeness i mean is this will we look back hopefully at some point five ten twenty years from now and go that was a crazy era in the united states or is this here to stay what are your feelings that's a good question i um i i think that we will probably look back and and laugh about this movement good. but you know in 15 years it'll be something else you know it's always something i think you know, the you might call it the spirit of the age. There's always a new philosophy and a new worldview kind of rearing its head that that sets itself up against the, the truth, the revealed truth of God. And, and it, it'll take different forms, you know, throughout the years. But, um, you know, this is the battle we fight now. And, and uh, there have been some great critiques, some great books that have been released in the last couple of years, uh, you know, it, that are answering wokeness. And we thought that it needed a, a little bit of a... a, a, a a lighter touch, some mockery and, and some satire. So uh, we were glad to kind of add that to the, the group. Fabulous. Okay, what do you do with people who hate you? <laughs> oh, we, we, uh, people that hate us? Yeah. Um, we, just, we just laugh. Okay. You know, I think 
the part of the a lot of the comedy today comes from the kind of the self seriousness of of the left. They take themselves very very seriously, and they don't like to be laughed at. And, and um, you know that makes the comedy all the more funny to yeah. us. You know. What about you guys? I mean, do you have space? Uh, are you you know out uh, touring at all? I mean, are you on college campuses? Are you invited places to <laughs> perform and speak? Um, yeah, on occasion we. Most of the time, we're just kind of in our laundry rooms and closets <laughs> writing jokes. So we, we, don't, we don't get out much. We don't even get much sunlight. So, <laughs> Are you married, Joel? I, I am, yeah. I'm married, have some kids. What is that like? I mean, you know, they, they've got to work alongside you, right? <laughs> yeah, they're very patient with me. Um, my kids uh, at least pretend to think I'm funny, and, and my wife... Uh, you know, she does too. So she knows. She <laughs> I, like, I like it took you a minute to get there, but you ended up with no, she does too. Joel, listen, we're fans. You guys do excellent work. We are thrilled to talk to you and uh, keep on going on because we need you guys more than we ever. Need the court jesters must it. proclaim. Yeah, I mean, it's a really weird world. So you guys do terrific work. Thanks for all that. Well, thank you so much. That's Joel Berry. I'm holding up the book right now, The Ride Home, streaming live on YouTube at The Word Pittsburgh. You can see it. It is the Babylon Bee Guide to Wokeness, How to Take Your Wokeness to the Next Level by Canceling Friends, Breaking Windows, and Burning It All to the Ground. Super funny stuff. Take a quick break. We come back. Almost the weekend review. You think about your day and all the different things that you've read. (laughs) All the different knowledge you've procured to work through whatever it is, you know, whether it's just casual reading or something specific you wanted to know about or something for work, right. Or theologically, right. Mm-hmm. Um, your Bible reading, all, all those different commentaries, the deeper dive into, you know, some scriptural principle or something. So this, it's one thing for us, but then you think about your kids who are in college and the nature of their learning daily, their reading daily, Huge difference. And then you think about Grove City College and the the weight and the power of the theology mm-hmm. on top of the science, on top of all those other things. Grove City is way different in the learning curve. I think it's a lot in a good way, but it's a lot. We we talked to um, our daughter last night who's a student there, and she uh, was talking about the – telling us what her – test she has coming up this week and what projects and then what papers and she and my daughter's been a good student our daughter's been a good student since she was a little kid she said i've never worked this hard in my entire life mm. she said just the amount of information i'm trying to store and keep in it's a big difference you're not skating through Online for a quality education, gcc.edu. It's a fact that MyPillow doesn't have their box stores or any shopping channels available for their product anymore. And because of that, they are passing their extra savings directly to you. You can get the lowest price in the history of MyPillow for their classic standard MyPillow, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with a promo code. They also have queen size, regularly $79.98, only $24.98 with a promo code. Or king size, regularly $89.98, now only $29.98 with a promo code. MyPillow is not just pillows. They also have over 150 products, everything from sleepwear to my new beds. Promo code also works on mystore.com and frankspeech.com. Go to MyPillow.com, call 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo code WORD to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his standard MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code WORD, or by calling right now, 800-391-0954 for the best deal on MyPillow. 
101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting a Teenager Learning the Lingo. GOAT, G O A T, acronym, stands for greatest of all time, as in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner. They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit adoptuskids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Rather cloudy tonight with rain and snow showers late. Little to no accumulation expected. We'll see a low of 37. Cloudy and breezy tomorrow with a couple of showers, maybe mixed with snow early in the day. We'll see a high of 42. Tomorrow night, mainly cloudy skies, low 31. Sunday will be cloudy and cold with a couple of showers. We'll reach a high Sunday of 39. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. With a few swipes of a paint roller, The actor Christopher Walken wiped away a real Banksy painting from the side of a building in England on an episode of the BBC's The Outlaws that aired Wednesday night. Now, though Banksy's works have fetched millions of dollars at auction, Mr. Walken unceremoniously painted over the artwork on the comedy drama series, which is set in Banksy's hometown of Bristol. A spokesperson for the Big Talk Productions, the show's production company, confirmed that the artwork was, quote, an original Banksy and that Mr. Walken painted over it during filming, ultimately destroying it. The production company offered no more details and a representative for Banksy did not respond to a request for the comment. So he didn't know. Well, it's kind of unclear. Um, or maybe he didn't know and he was making his own artistic statement. He was he was out Banksying Banksy. And maybe Banksy was part of that, right? I mean, he's in Bristol, so, you know. In the BBC, BBC show directed by and starring the comedian Stephen Merchant, Mr. Walken's character, Frank, is ordered to perform community service. He and several other characters don high-visibility vests as they clean up graffiti from a wall on the side of a building in Bristol. Mr. Walken's character, fulfilling his duties, knocks over a board leaning against the wall, revealing a painted black and white rat and two canisters recognizable in Banksy's style, even if the word Banksy wasn't spray-painted on the wall in orange. Look at this rat I found, he says, Walken says, to his supervisor, played by Jessica Gunning, who, uninterested, spends her supervision reading with her back to the wall. After he explains it was graffiti... Not a real one. She responds, council said paint over any graffiti, so crack Mm. on. So Mr. Walken shrugs. The camera zooms tightly on the artwork as he covers it entirely with six strokes of a paint roller. Where are you reading this from? Uh, This is from today's New York Times. Daniel Victor is the uh, author. So I would would imagine this is a Banksy prank. Yeah, because the number one thing he's looking to do is get publicity. And he's a satirist himself. And everybody loves Christopher Walken. Sure. So it's sort of like a made-for-TV thing. Favorite Christopher Walken performance? Well, one the weird Christopher Walken, and it's only like one scene, is in, is in Annie Hall. Uh, yeah, I never saw Annie Hall. And Woody Allen is goes to visit Diane Keaton's family for the first time. And, and Christopher Walken plays Diane Keaton's brother. And they have dinner together. And then... Later on the evening, Christopher Walken is sitting, he's in his bedroom, like in his parents' house. 
And Woody Allen walks by and he goes, hey, come on in. And then Christopher Walken says, sometimes at night, I, you know, as I'm driving, and then he goes into this poetic thing about I'm, I'm driving along a dark, rainy street and I want to steer the car into oncoming traffic to avenge the carnage and in the inconsequential of the world. The camera cuts. Next scene, Christopher Walken's driving, and Annie, and Annie Hall and Woody Allen are together in the same car. It's a laugh oh, out loud funny. moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's the first time I saw Christopher Walken, right? And from there. So what year you, was, was that in the 80s? No, it was probably 76, wow. 77. Wow, okay. Long, long time ago. Okay. He's been around a long time. How about you? You got a favorite? My favorite, the, the first thing that comes to my head is that he did a, a three-part miniseries for PBS. The Deer Hunter. No. No. <laughs> With Glenn Close called Sarah Plain and Tall. Oh, uh, yeah. Which he's absolutely wonderful. He yeah. plays a widowed uh, dad of two who lives in the plains um, during the Dust Bowl. Sure. And uh, orders a mail-order bride, mm-hmm. who's Glenn Close, to come and rescue them from, just to, it's to help. It's a BBC thing? Uh-huh. Really? It's a PBS thing. It wasn't a okay. BBC thing. It was a PBS thing. But I thought he was really great in that. But you know, pretty recently I saw him in a movie. It was it's like a it's like a short movie called Turks and Caicos. Oh, um, it's on. Uh, I saw it streaming on Netflix that he did with Bill Nye. Oh, really? Oh, you know Bill, Bill Nye. Nye. I love him. Yeah, the two of them together are so excellent. And Helena Bonham Carter. Oh, what's that on? The three what's of them. I think I saw it on Amazon. Really? I mean, he's just, he's just a really wild character. And, you know, he started out as a song and dance band. Right. He's a dancer. Yeah. By, so, I didn't know that until I met you. I remember you telling me that. So when you see him on Saturday Night Live, which he's been on multiple times as the guest host, because he's a super funny guy, mm-hmm. Mark Albert. Mark Albert. Right? I mean, there he is. He's dancing. And he dances up a storm. He's fabulous. And he's been married to the same woman for close to 50 years. So this is Christopher Walken. Yeah. And, of course, you know, the Pittsburgh thing is the deer hunter, which is... Sure. You know, his... His thing. Opus, right? You think that's his magnum? Well, no, I can't say that to be true, but it's... I want, I want Sarah Planetall to be his magnum. Right. Meanwhile, probably 98% of the people who like Christopher Walken have never seen it. One mellow cup. All right. Coming up next, it's the Week in Review. What was everyone talking about? What did we eat? Watch? What are we reading? What hacked us off? It's coming up next, Friday edition, right home. WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. This is an important message. Do you have an IRA, 401k, or retirement account worth more than $100,000? Your portfolio may qualify for an IRS tax loophole that allows you to own physical, precious metals inside of your retirement account. Want our free report that shows you how? We are WealthProtectionResearch.com, and we help investors connect with the top precious metal companies in America to own physical gold and silver inside their retirement account using this little-known but very powerful IRS loophole. To claim your free IRS loophole report today, just text the word gold to 48542. WealthProtectionResearch.com wants to get this information in your hands now so that you can protect your hard-earned investments. Text G-O-L-D to 48542 to learn more. When you text the word gold, to 48542 will send you a secure link to download our IRS loophole report to show you how to start protecting your wealth with precious metals. Don't wait. Text the word GOLD to 48542 now. Wealth Protection Research. Text GOLD to 48542. 
Hi, we're Katie and Ryland Weber, the founders of Convive Coffee. For more than five years, the heart of Convive has been to serve our community by sharing life and great coffee together. Sourcing beans from around the world, Convive Coffee samples and roasts right here in Pittsburgh. Come visit your local Convive Cafe at Adam's Shops in Mars, McCandless Crossing, and Butler Street in Lawrenceville. We hope to see you soon at Convive Coffee. I'm Dr. Baker, an ER physician. If you're having leg pain, swelling, or redness, but haven't talked to your doctor yet, don't wait. This could be deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot which could travel to your lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism, which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. Your symptoms could mean something serious, so don't wait. Talk to a doctor right away by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Hello, Word FM listeners. I'm Andrew Pawaski, General Sales Manager at Salem Media here in Pittsburgh. Looking to upgrade your career? Increase your annual earnings? At Salem Media, we sell advertising campaigns to local business owners using our radio stations and Salem Surround assets featuring over 50 social media and digital products. If you have more than two years of successful outside sales experience, proficient computer skills, and a drive to be the best, please go to Salem.cc and look for Pittsburgh Under the Careers tab. Salem Media Pittsburgh is an equal opportunity employer. It's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. What was everyone talking about this week? I would say two things. Um, Astro World and the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Mm, okay. Yeah. I would also say that people are talking about uh, Biden's plummeting approval rating and the passing of the infrastructure bill. People are mad that, you know, if you're a Republican, you're mad that you, the Republicans crossed over and voted for it. If you're a Democrat, you're mad that the Democrats didn't. You know. Right, right. He was just mad. Yeah, pretty mad. What was a conversation that made you think? Monday of this week, we brought in uh, Bob Lipinski, who is um, 81 years old and a gearhead, a former drunk and an addict, uh, miraculously, like a lot of people do, came to Christ in a moment of great despair had a gun in his hand and was going to kill himself. And I believe it was Pat Robertson, right? Yep. I mean, that was a great story. 700 Club. Uh, so I, I loved having uh, Bob and his wife Susan. He, he saw Pat us. Robertson on TV. Yeah. So Bob and Susan Lipinski, fabulous. It really, it, I thought about them all week long. Yeah. Um, I couldn't pick. I had so many. I liked Jared Bias uh, on Tuesday's show who talked about disagreeing well. I really liked uh, Robert Tracy McKenzie yesterday talking about the fallen nature of of America. But the one that I think won out for me was Rosie McKinney, who was with us on Wednesday's show at 410. And she talked about pornography addiction from the wife's perspective. So she was married to someone who was a porn addict. And um, she just told her story, it's a great story, talked about the organization that she and her husband both founded. And it was a really, it was, it, it was a tough conversation, mm-hmm. but and an eye opener. Yeah. But it was really good. Excellent. What did you eat? Uh, so there is an unassuming Chinese restaurant in Westview on Perrysville Avenue, which is also route 19 called Young's house. People. Yeah. You should go there. I'm just saying you should go there because it's delicious and their cashew chicken is the bomb. And also, the shrimp with mixed vegetables and white sauce. Mm. It's so hearty. The shrimp is large and delicious. Mm. And the spring rolls tops. 
Nice. Unassuming. Unassuming. How many unassuming Chinese restaurants are there? Around? A lot. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Which you love, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife made meatloaf. I haven't had meatloaf in... I love it. And it's not just any meatloaf. I mean, she's got like everything in there. Everything. Uh, two different kinds of olives, corn, uh, gouda cheese. I mean, all this, it's it's fabulous. So I've been eating meatloaf almost every night this week. I'm going to turn into a meatloaf. Anyway, that's what I mean. What did you watch? Uh, two things I've been watching. Dope Sick and The Chosen. I mean... Back to back. Well, sometimes, weirdly enough, listen, that Dope Sick on Hulu, Michael Keaton... Fabulous. Excellent. Please do yourself a favor. If you got the uh, the opi- opioid ec- yep. epidemic, right? It sure is. And uh, everyone's been talking about The Chosen for probably two Except years. Except us because we haven't seen it. Right. I watched it. I'm, I'm into seven episodes on season one. It is fabulous. Great, great, great writing, production, acting. I love it so much. Can't wait to watch season two, The Chosen. Okay. Uh, I watched The Night Manager for the second time. Uh, it stars Tom Hiddleston. And um, who's the guy who was House? Mm, I don't know. Hugh Laurie. Oh, yeah. Hugh Laurie. Yeah. yeah. And um, the woman who played Princess Diana in The Crown. Okay. The three of them together. Um, it came out on Amazon about six years ago, and then it went off. It recently came back on again. It, I think, it, and I don't, not only think, it's the best miniseries I've ever seen. Hmm. It is that outstanding. It is gorgeous. It's filmed on location around the world. The acting is absolutely top shelf. And in addition to those three people, guess who stars in it? Who? Olivia Coleman. Oh. How about that cast? Fabulous. Good. Absolutely terrific. So check it out. It is not for kids. Okay. The Night Manager on uh, Amazon. What are you reading? I finished my PT and uh, Diana. Physical therapy. Yeah, yeah, my physical and Diana, who is the the, the front person at the PD, PT, I gave her a, a book, and I and I had this book called "The Illuminated oh, Life of Christ." I know that book. The Gospels and Great Master Paintings, and so I love this book so much. And really, what it is is you know you're you're looking at these incredible paintings and then reading along with scripture as well, and one of course obviously complements the other. So this has been sitting on my coffee table all week long. I gave one away. I still got another one left, and I just love it so much. I, I can't recommend it enough. Mm-hmm. The Illuminated Life of Christ. That's yeah, a beautiful. Book. It sure is. I yeah. love that book. Um, I started reading a Miroslav Volf book that I've had on my uh, bookshelf for a while called Allah, oh. a Christian response. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So we, we talked to him yeah. about the book, but it was one of those times when the book arrived just as we were ready to talk to him, so we really didn't have didn't a chance to it. read yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Um, it's unfortunate when that happens. Anyway, so I decided to go back. It's very challenging, very challenging. Um, I'm not sure that I can go where he's going, but he's such a preeminent thinker. Yes, that whatever he whatever he writes is worth reading, so that's what I'm doing now. What hacked you off? Man arrested for threatening to kill GOP congressman who voted for Biden's infrastructure bill. You seriously? Honest? This is America, right? Your party, you're following along. The guy and, and your party doesn't vote the way you want him. So now the guy gets death threats. <laughs> I mean, it's a banana republic. It's crazy. It's just absolutely so. This kind of, kind of, it really hacks me off that this is where we've devolved to as a society. It's absolutely absurd. Well, there were two slam pieces that I read within a week of each other. One was uh, about Kenneth Branagh in the New York Times, actor Kenneth Branagh. That opens today. 
Oh, yeah, the Belfast movie. And uh, the second one was in yesterday's Washington Post about Eric Clapton. And I, I just got it. I, I, I'm so hacked off I can't speak about it. I, I cannot believe what passes for journalism in America right now. These two pieces were ostensibly written by people who were just reporting on these men. But instead, they come at it with this self-righteous, I'm so perfect, this is the most enlightened era in all of world history attitude. And they bring it to two people who are peerless in their occupation. If you can't look at Eric Clapton and you can't look at Kenneth Branagh and say, you know what, I might not agree with them, I might disagree with them, but they are kings of their genre. They're artists. Then why do you have a position writing for a newspaper? Yeah, I agree. Hack me off. What was the best news you heard this week? I read the story about this guy who's an IT specialist. His name's uh, Eugene Harmon. And he uh, was born in uh, Libya. And now he's living in, in Columbus, Ohio. And so he's making a little bit of money as an IT guy. And uh, he decided to start the um, Astro Football Academy in Ganta, which is in Libya, for these kids. He pays 18 bucks a month to rent a soccer field to pay five staffers. 60 kids between the ages of 12 and 15 are part of the club. And it's required that all they do is they have to stay in school and participate in community service projects. He also uh, is going to go visit them later on. And he says uh, he's going to use his life savings to buy six acres of land in Ganta where he plans to build a school. Isn't that terrific? One guy doing great stuff. I love that. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Um, the best news is that, you know, my husband's a musician We and uh, my daughter sings. And we went through a year and a half with no live music. Yeah. So this Sunday, we get to go up and hear an actual choir concert. Super excited. It's going to be actual live music. We're not watching it on Zoom. We're not watching it on our phones. We're not hooking up, you know, the speakers to the TV. Make sure we're here. We're <laughs> right. not doing that. We're actually going we're in a room to be together. in the room. Can you believe That's that? That's very, very good news. And that's John and Cappy's Week in Review. What if I told you you could save a baby's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or give online, preborn.org slash radio. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. With today's technology, anyone can take of it. 
video. But getting it ready for prime time, that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle. Here at Salem Video, we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock. With your raw footage, we can produce great looking videos for your social media, podcasts, website, and even live service element. From text animation, visual effects, transitions, logos, music, and more, here's where we put it all together. What can Salem Video do for you? Ask GM Brad Marshall at 412-503-4770. Your life, your hopes. And whatever you were searching for at 1.15 a.m., it's really none of our business, and it shouldn't be anyone else's. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy show, you will find it archived at secularlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy show. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager. Learning the lingo. Jelly. Jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in... Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Okay, so we've been uh, trying our hand at uh, handicapping the football games. Or sports events. I we have. Say. We've been busy over the last, uh-huh. I don't know, three weeks or it's so. It's kind of fun, right? It is kind of fun. It's not and, for fun and profit. Yeah, well, fun. no. And, and last night was fun because it was a pit game, except that I was in so much physical pain by the end of the fourth quarter because I thought they were going to blow it. It looked It looked like they might it's have. It's just, it's. But they were victors in the end. They were victors. They yeah. were victors, and I salute them. And Kenny Pickett? Um, Kenny Pickett was fabulous. Yeah. Uh, but a lot better in the first half. What happened to the second half? Like the third quarter. First quarter was like, was the, like the offense disappeared. I don't know. Anyway, well, I the give, kicker didn't help things. Right, and I give a lot of credit to the pit defense, mm. which who I was kind of slamming yesterday. Maligned. I feel badly about yeah. it. Uh, so anyway, so the the actual score of last night's game was Pit thirty, North Carolina twenty three in OT. We blew that. So we blew it horribly. Yeah, we blew it really horribly. So Christie thought it was going to be forty thirty four. You thought it was going to be John forty five thirty eight. Oh, I thought it was going to be fifty four forty eight. We were like, like a hundred point game. Like, uh, what the heck were we thinking? So here's the thing. So since we started uh, making picks, I have been keeping them in my favorite book. Yeah, I've written them down here. You got a pick book, and so if you pick the victor of the game, I'm giving you a point. Okay, and whoever's closest to the score gets another point. Oh, that's oh. how it's going. That's okay. how I've been keeping track. So, I had no idea. do you want to hear where we are up to yeah, this please. point? Yeah, please. Yeah, like this. Because I have an aggregate total for okay, you. Okay, good. Where and if you don't pick the victor, you get zero points. Of course, nothing. Okay, nothing. Is this payback for picking the Seahawks that one week? <laughs> well, that was before we started keeping track. Oh, okay, mm, no, so it doesn't. So it actually doesn't count. Uh, leading the pack, <clears throat> the pack between the three of us. See, I had a hard time because it got stuck in my throat because this is so annoying. Christy. Christy's leading? Yes. Is she? Christy's leading with six points. Nice. John trailing yeah. with five points. There you go. And I'm bringing up the rear with three. Three? It's Jeez. really hard for I'm me. I'm surprised to hear that. Yeah, thank you so much. Right, okay. I'm a little upset by it. That includes last night's picks. 
Okay, for, for Pitt North Carolina. So we all got a point for last night, but we were horrible. Yeah, and Christy got two because she was closest. Oh, that's why she zoomed ahead. Yeah, that's why I'm she's closest. I'm pretty good about myself yeah. there, Karen. So anyway, so I um, want us to look ahead okay. to the weekend. Yeah. So we have two games to pick. Um, we have Pens and Sens, which I think is tomorrow night at 7. and uh, Or is it Sens at Pens? No, it's Pens at Sens. Okay. And we have the Lions at the Steelers, which is Sunday at 1. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I um, ask the person who's currently in the lead to go first. Bring it. Um, so pens at sends. I would like to hear what you predict, Christy. Um, I have three two pens because the Senators have like twelve players out. Great. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I'll do pens four one. Four one. Mm. Okay. I feel as if I need to shake things up a little bit. There's no reason why the Senators should win this game because half of their team is out. Yeah. I'm still picking them. You know, I, I just am. Because remember the Penn's Leafs thing? Remember we thought that was going to happen? Yeah. So I'm saying 2-1 cents. Okay. That's what I'm going for. Um, Steelers-Lions comes up Sunday at 1. The Lions stick. Okay, they haven't won a game. Now, last week at this time I said, or on Monday, I said the Chicago Bears stink. But they almost beat us. Yeah. I don't know what that says. Nothing good, actually. As Ben said, he did a press conference a couple of days ago. And I think the quote was, and I'm just guessing, I don't really remember the quote, but he said something like, well, we're not very good. So, I mean, it's not a secret to anybody. Right. They're not operating on all cylinders. But um, the Lions have not yet won a game. Okay. And so anything could happen. It's the NFL. It's, yeah, it's any, any So, Sunday. John, I turn to you first in this regard, okay. and I ask you what you think. I'm saying Steelers 24, Lions 10. Christy. I feel like I need to explain. Oh, here we go. What? So I have 29, 27 Steelers. Okay. Yeah. They're going to pull it out, but it'll be a Mike oh. Tomlin special when they'll underplay the team. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, 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 yep. So I'm just concerned about the whole thing simply because it's it's the one it's like the Michigan State for Pitt. It's the thing that you shouldn't lose that you end up losing and then you hate oh, yourself and then on. the whole city hates you. Game. I don't think that the Steelers are going to lose either, but I agree that it's going to be a squeaker. Okay. Only I think it's going to be even more upsetting than that. I think it's going to be like 10-7. Steelers. Okay. I wish it wasn't. But I'm afraid that's what it's going to okay, be. Okay, so we'll find out Monday where mm-hmm. we are. As I've far put as that, and I will keep the okay. uh, the total ongoing. And right. we're going to dethrone Christy. I mean, she's been here for like six months for crying out loud. She can't win. We the thought con- she was here for three. Yeah. Okay. So listen. <laughs> Wait. If I win, what, what's my prize? Mallow cup. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. No, because I already gave her a mallow cup. That's okay. not a good prize. It has to be something good. Milo gets a prize. Oh, he would love it. He go. would, but Milo's not picking the numbers. Oh, okay. Well, okay. All right. Okay, we'll come up with something. Okay. All right. Uh, weekend plans. You got anything going on? Mm-hmm. I have a lot going on. Okay. The Pet Expo, if you get some free time. Oh, at, at Monroeville? Down the uh, David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Okay. Expo includes three days of competition and adoption opportunities. Competition? As well as a costume contest. There will be exotic birds and reptiles, North American diving dogs, and a grooming competition. More than 200 exhibitors will fill the convention center with pet-related products. Pets on a leash are welcome. Uh, five to ten bucks to get in. Pet, Pittsburgh, PGH. PetExpo.com. Sounds really? fun. Do you have to bring you have to bring your pet in a costume? Uh, you, if you want to be part of the contest. Can you imagine right? if I ever tried to put no. a costume on my cats? It would be bad. How about Food Truckapalooza oh. at the Monroeville Convention Center Saturday from 11 to 5? 
presented by Good Taste Pittsburgh. 24 of Pennsylvania, uh, Pittsburgh's mobile restaurants will celebrate Global Fair. The event is sponsored by Steel City Media and Monroeville Kia. Uh, 15 bucks for a ticket. How about uh, sweater weather? Forecast is Saturday for 46 degrees. Perfect sweater weather for Cardigan Day. WQED is hosting Zipper Up, Button Down, a day to wear your favorite cardigan. Snap a picture and share it on social media using hashtag Cardigan Day. Uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, of course. And also uh, Pittsburgh Film Festival. A, a wide range of theaters across uh, four venues. Uh, odd and independent films are being shown. 15 bucks. And Philodanko is in town this evening. Modern Dance Company from Philadelphia. Bet they're Flyers fans. Some sports. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.